millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Get Lit Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, and this is your high vibe, no bullshit, fortnightly dose of inspiration, motivation, and empowerment to help you shush your inner critic, break through your limiting beliefs, build up your self-worth, get out of your own way, and fearlessly step into your power, giving you the success and confidence to live your most lit up life. Through this podcast, we hope to give you actionable tools to take away and show you success stories that show you the way. This is for the dreamer, the believer, the go-getter, and the inspired. Time to get lit. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Get Lit with Becky Rabin podcast, the place to be, to build a life you love and a mindset that will take you places. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I would just like to take a moment just to thank you all for the love that we have had the last few weeks. Um, We have had so many new people listening to us and joining us, rating us and reviewing us. So please, 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 do know that we read every single message. I absolutely love it when you guys reach out. Um, And if I could just say thank you to everyone who has reviewed us, if you could please, and you feel that this podcast resonates with you, has helped change your mindset, or has just helped your life in any way, we would be ever so grateful if you could just literally tap the review section of this podcast and jot down a little review of what you think about this podcast and how it has helped you. It really helps us bring you guys more episodes. So thank you so much. Also, make sure that you are checking out our webinars and our online masterclasses from how to remove limiting beliefs right through to how to break free from bad body image and how to change careers. We have a ton of workshops, a ton of workbooks, a ton of webinars, and a ton of online courses available for you at getlitinc.co.uk. Please check us out and don't forget that to make changes, you truly have to action new steps and start implementing new ways to invest time in yourself and your personal development. So thank you all so much and please be sure to check us out. 
So today's episode is all about mastering friendships, how to have them, how to save them, how to look after them, how to grow with them, and how to make new friends. And the format of today's episode is the 11 lessons that I have learned in mastering friendships and that I have learned over my years of friendships and in my own friendship groups and in working with clients. I think in doing my Q&A every Sunday the last few weeks, by the way, thank you all so much for your incredible questions. I absolutely love them. If you don't know, every Sunday on my Instagram account, Becky Rabin, I always do get lit on Sundays where I answer your questions on any struggles, problems, or obstacles you are facing, whether it be in life, relationships, um, friendships, business, career, um, and all the things in between personal development and spirituality. But quite often, some of the questions I get asked are around friendships. Um, In fact, a lot of them are around managing friendships, making new friendships, how to handle toxic friendships and relationships. And I think a lot of the lessons I'm going to be taking you through today are probably applicable to any relationship, whether it's with your family, whether it's with a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a partner, um, or whether it's with your close friends or uh, maybe more distant friends. So a lot of these kind of lessons are transferable, but I wanted to home in and give examples based on actual friendships rather than relationships, um, just because I felt very cool to do so and from a lot of the conversations that I've been having with you guys. Um, I guess the most common things that kind of fall into my DMs um, and emails are things like, I feel like I struggle to make new friends. I feel like I'm outgrowing my old friends and I hold guilt around kind of growing out of them and letting them go. Um, I feel like I'm in toxic friendships where I get used a lot and I'm scared to communicate it in case I lose them. Um, I'm scared that as I might grow, um, I might grow out of them and that our interests are not the same anymore. Um, I get my friends drain me, but I feel bad telling them how I feel. They rely on me a lot. Um, and I feel super bad to like explain that to them or not be there for them because I'm worried about being a bad friend. Um, the other things I get are people saying that they find themselves caught up in gossip or drama with their friends and they come away feeling quite negative um, and down in the dumps about it. Um, I get a lot of people-pleasing questions and friendships, so absolutely listen to the episode on people-pleasing because that will help you in many ways, I'm sure. Um, I get a lot of people saying that their friends expect and want so much of them or that other way around, so they get let down a lot by their friends because they maybe are expecting too much of their friends. Um And a lot of questions around not really having any close friends that they feel are like, you know, they're BFFs and not sure how to make new ones. So they're some of the common things that I kind of get asked about. Um, I think the most popular is probably toxic friendships or outgrowing friendships and not really knowing how to navigate the conversation around outgrowing them when the right time is to maybe let a friendship go or when the right time is to perhaps like communicate that there's an issue in your friendship. Um, And so I'm going to kind of cover some of the lessons today that I think have really changed my mindset um, towards friendships and have really helped me build some incredible friendship networks. Um, I have actually been incredibly blessed my whole life on the friendship front. I have to say, Um, I've been very lucky and I have always had lots of friends and I've not particularly struggled to find them, if I'm completely honest. However... Sometimes that actually comes with quite a lot of figuring out and a lot of um, having to really navigate how to master them because having so many friends, you really can only have a select amount of friends who you know are like true deep friends. And in my line of work, um, there are 
there are or there were a lot of friends that are acquaintances. There are a lot of friends that are you want to be friends with because you think it's going to help you grow or you think it's going to take you somewhere. Um, and then you get let down by them because they don't act in the way that some of your old friends acted. And so there was a lot of questioning, a lot of figuring out for me in having such big groups of friends. Um, so I'm aware that there'll be some people listening to this with maybe smaller groups of friends. Um, where they might even find some of those smaller groups toxic, but they don't want to lose those friends because they don't have a huge amount of friends. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with people who are in that situation where they have small friendship groups. And so when some of the people in their friendship groups are toxic, they're afraid to let them go because they they worry that it means that, you know, I don't have that many friends, so I need to hold on to every friend I possibly can. That's not the truth in any way, shape or form. Um, I just looked at my clock and it's 11.11, so that felt very um, aligned. Um, But yes, that's not at all what the case is here. And I would say, well, hopefully one of my points will really cover this, but it's just about finding friends who are like-minded and putting yourself in a position to find those people. Um, And I'll be aware that there's probably some people listening to this who probably have lots of friends or have always had lots of friends, or I'm putting friends in like a brackets here, um, who have had, you know big groups whether it be through work or if they're in the wellness space a lot of acquaintances or colleagues that they thought are friends or they do want to be friends but the values are different in friendships so I understand there's going to be a lot of people here who are in different positions but hopefully a lot of this will help but a lot of my need to have loads of friends came from my drive um, to to kind of need to be liked I needed to be approved so a lot of my life I kind of spent and that's the reason why I think I've had to really transition and, and and really understand friendships on such a deeper level because I seeked lots of friends because it equaled that I am liked and that was something that was a really big part of my upbringing my childhood I needed to be liked by everyone I couldn't bear it if I thought anyone thought badly of me I couldn't bear it if I used to like literally worry at night about if people were like bitching about me and gossiping about me I never wanted anyone to dislike me at all and that was then my drive to ensure that I did everything for everyone I people please as much as I could um and I really really tried to make as many friends as I possibly could because that to me meant that I was liked and that to me was like my outwardly validation of approval um before I you know I had such low self-esteem that for me it didn't matter whether I liked me it was just how many people like me that means I'm popular how many people are at my birthday party that means I'm popular equals that means I'm a nice person that means I'm liked so much of my drive to have loads of friends came from this need to be approved which later on in life meant that I had a ton of friends who maybe didn't always like show up for me when I needed them to show up for me or probably were bitching about me because the friendship basis the framework wasn't actually there we were friends because of a wrong reason we weren't really necessarily always friends because we liked each other we were friends because we felt like it was a good you know mutual beneficial relationship for both Um, and I think also as I've gone on my growth journey this is where it's probably been the most difficult for me to navigate friendships because a lot of my friends I have outgrown um some I have learned weren't real friends some friends I have built businesses with um and so I have learned some incredibly valuable lessons you know building a business with your best friend is possibly one of the most difficult friendships and relationships and situations you can put yourself into and we learned so much um for those of you that don't know I um have an influencer marketing agency on the side um with one of my best friends Tessa and you know it was a very difficult situation for us we were best friends we were sisters and then we built a business together and all of a sudden we had to be colleagues and we had to run a business and we had to understand each other's values whilst also maintaining a friendship so you know we've really had to navigate 
navigate through all of that. Um, and I think the biggest lesson I have learned in terms of friendships is the outgrowing of friendships. I have obviously changed a hell of a lot in the last four years. Um, and for a long time, I felt myself really pulling away from friends who maybe perhaps I'd been friends with at school, um, who I knew were just, no matter what it meant, if I was at their door at three in the morning crying, they'd be there for me. But day-to-day conversation, we just weren't on the same level. And I really struggled to navigate and understand what that meant. And as you do grow and perhaps you get more spiritual, there are going to be people who don't get you. As you do step out into the limelight, you are going to lose people on the on the way. And it's usually those who are insecure or are afraid to step into their own light. Or, you know, it's always the people that have something to say that are the ones that aren't doing it. And, you know, when I stepped out and launched my own business and started blogging and started putting myself out there, I had to deal with this huge group of friends at university who were completely on another page to me, laughing, taking the piss out of me, um, being like oh my god like basically doing the whole who does she think she is to go for it kind of thing and for a long time it really hurt me and I felt really embarrassed and I hid a lot of the stuff that I was doing because I didn't want to be seen as the girl that went for it I was so afraid to step out and worry about what people were going to say about me and that's why I'm so driven about Uh, making it safe for more women to know that it's okay to light up and that it's okay to shine because I really, really had to navigate some friendships around that time because I thought people were my friends and then they started laughing. We would go on nights out and they would start taking the mick. They'd be like, oh, do do your influencers and do your audience know that you're eating chips after a night out when you're really posting about avocados? And it just got a lot. And it's really funny because now, five years on, they're all like, I'm so proud of you. And they're only just really waking up to the work that I'm doing. And they're only just starting to go, oh my God, you're actually really like helping people that's amazing like you're actually you're just Becky that I know from uni but it was about really understanding how to navigate them and I think in some of these lessons I'm going to be going through with you today it's going to be a bit of a wake-up call because for a long time I felt like I had to let go of them and I thought I had to like be horrible to them and I thought I had to like just completely shun them out of my life and I think far too often a lot of quotes were given a lot of motivational talking were given is about like if they don't serve you get rid and whilst there's absolutely a space for the get rid element and let people go and it's okay to let people go Sometimes we don't really need to. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing was getting catapulted into this world of, of, of you know, um, of uh, started off as blogging, I guess. Um, and I met, you know, the part of it was I was going to events and I was going to all these new places and I made all these amazing new friends um, and they were working friendships. So the lines weren't very clear as to how or what comes with that kind of friendship, like what the rules are. Um, and, you know, for a long time, my expectations of people made made me always feel like I was getting let down I am a giver I would like to say that I'm a good friend I hope if any of my friends are listening they would vouch for that I do a lot for people I go above and beyond I'm always the one that I think uh, you know thinks how can I make this person feel very special and so because I'm a giver and a lot of that still comes from this need to be approved and this need to be liked and this need to be loved um much different to what it used to be but that was kind of my case I just wanted everyone and anyone to like me even if I didn't like them so there was a time in my life where I found myself playing out the same repeating pattern and friendships were kind of a sore point for me because I felt like I was going above and beyond when I go into a friendship with someone I I behave in a certain way and I expect certain things or I was expecting certain things of them so when they weren't doing it I was kind of being let down all the time and I was questioning why that person wasn't doing that or making me feel a certain way and I was also very attached and needy of those relationships and I'm going to be talking a little bit about that later on so I found myself doing everything to people please people 
I would get really let like upset and and if I ever felt left out or wasn't invited to something I automatically just assumed it meant that nobody liked me um I felt like I needed to keep up with everyone I needed to make sure I was checking in with everyone to the point that I was getting no time to myself um and then there were a lot of friendships as part of that were really questioning making me question a lot I felt I felt myself like going into environments with people where they were just gossiping about people and for me I just felt really lost and there was a point I think it was the same point when I went to Australia and I really like hit the wall with all my body image stuff is that I also hit the wall with a lot of friend stuff I'd been away for a month I didn't hear from a lot of friends um and I heard from certain friends and the ones I thought I was going to hear from I didn't really hear from and the ones I was away with there was a lot of drama and gossip and I felt quite left out um and for me I didn't communicate at all with people either so I'm going to kind of share now I guess 11 of my like key lessons that I've learned in friendship that I hope will really help you um but for me a healthy relationship and friendship um it's honest, it's reliable, you're able to communicate, it can have fun. Um, and I guess before I go into my lessons, just a word on making new friends. Um, a lot of people have messaged me recently just being like, I don't feel like I have BFFs, I'm a certain age, and perhaps I don't really feel like I have like close friends around me. Um, and hopefully some of the points I'm going to be going through today will help you on that front and help you get clear about where you can make new friends and how you can make them. But I guess the first thing I want to say to anyone who's in that position is what are you doing to find them? Are you allowing there to be space? Are you putting yourself in situations where you could meet them I know a lot of people who say they don't have many friends or they struggle to make friends but I don't really actively see them doing anything to find new friends or put themselves in environments there are a lot of people who are in the same position there are a lot of people who would welcome new friends I would welcome new friends and some of my best friends I met this year um, and you know I might not have known them the longest but I probably speak to them the most um, that doesn't mean that they're any better friends than the friends that I've had since school it just means they're a different kind of friend and so one thing I would love for you guys to sit with and ask yourself is are you actively putting yourself out there to find friends do you actually want them do you need them um, I, I think friends are the most incredible thing in the world and you know at my birthday this year my 30th birthday I was in a room with 40 friends and I was I looked at it and I looked around and I was like wow I'm incredibly blessed because every single person in this room is actually a friend is actually someone I can count on and it was very very like heartwarming I think we look for love to make us happy we look for things to make us happy and we quite often overlook the fact that friendships can really make us very 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 happy um or feel that happiness and that love in our lives that we're craving really um and I looked around in that room and there was no guy there and I, everyone had been talking about which guy's going to be at your party um to make you feel happy on your 30th and I just looked around and it was just full of love full of love and I had such immense gratitude so friends of the the most incredible things that you can have in your life and if you are someone who wants more friends but you just don't necessarily know where to find them then I hope these lessons help but also I hope that you are making space for them and putting yourself in situations with them um so yeah these lessons have kind of come up to help anyone who is struggling with any toxic relationships who might want to walk away from some relationships um and just general help on what I think is really important to note when it comes to mastering friendships. So lesson number one is not everyone will like you and that is okay. 
So as I kind of mentioned at the beginning, I was just friends with people for the sake of it because I didn't really want to be disliked. And the truth is, guys, is not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. So I guess maybe now I have a bit more of an energy about me of like, you know what, if they don't like me, fine, who cares? And that's not, I'm going to just be a cow and like, I don't really care if people don't like me because, you know, I'm me. It's not really an arrogance. It's more of a, do you know what, I like me. And so I'm not going to get upset if someone doesn't like me. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And falling into that place, made me kind of feel so much more peace with the whole friendship thing. We don't need loads of people to like us. Truth is, we just need to like ourselves. And when we do like ourselves, we aren't as concerned where if other other people do or don't like us. So I used to find myself being friends with people wondering why they were making me feel a certain way, wondering why I wasn't particularly enjoying my time with them. And I realized I wasn't even asking myself if I even liked them. Like, Did I even like their values and their beliefs and who they were as a person? Because honestly, guys, not everyone is going to like you. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. In friendships, in relationships, I think we so easily equate to if someone doesn't like us, that equals I'm not enough. Or that equals, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not intelligent enough. Whether it's in friendships, relationships, work, if we get rejected, we automatically think it's about us. And it really isn't always about us. It could be about them. It could be a trigger that, that they're insecure in a certain place. And, and sometimes energies just don't match. So I think the first thing is definitely not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. And just simply knowing that will help you feel into a bit more peace um, and, and start asking yourself, which actually leads me into lesson number two, is ask questions about your values and what's important to you values are what you believe matter most in life and everybody's values are completely different. So do you truly know that you are worthy of friends who really care about you, who are going to be there for you? Is it an expectation of yours that friends aren't going to gossip or bitch about you? Do you want to have friends who make you feel good when you are around them? What do you enjoy doing? Do you want friends who have the same common interests and common grounds as you? Or do you just want to be able to hold a conversation with you? It's really important for yourself to be able to ask what your key values are that are important to you. Is it people calling you is it people staying in touch is it when people maybe do acts of thoughtful service for you um having values can help ensure that you behave in a certain way also that matches who you want to be at the core so when you have your core values not only do you kind of become aware of what's important to you and how you expect friendships and i'm going to put expect into a bracket here because i'm going to talk about expectations a little bit later the expectation what you're expecting needs to be it's key here that we get the word expect right what's important to you that you believe in that you value in that you expect from a friend but you expect in a non-detached way and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later but it's very very important for you to get clear on what's important to you what friendship means to you what's important in a friendship to you because once you're clear on your values you will attract people in that arena you will attract people with that energy and you'll be able to also answer your questions when you when you're kind of in a vibe with someone who doesn't match up or have the same values as you 
whether you want to engage in that friendship. And again, this doesn't have to be engaged in the friendship where you either don't want to be friends with them or you do. It's more about how much energy you give that person, how you spend your time with that person. It doesn't have to necessarily mean just because they don't have the same values as you that they don't deserve to be in your life. That's not the truth at all. It just means that you might not spend certain time with them or you might not put as much energy into that. The other beauty of knowing your values is also so that you can call yourself out. You know, I'm a big fan of calling yourself out because I truly believe that like we are in control we need to take responsibility for our happiness therefore that means we need to call ourselves out when we aren't acting accordingly so if you know what your values are you can ask yourself if you're holding up your end of the deal with the friendship you can use your values to reflect on situations so that you don't act so like i think a lot of the time we can assume things so like not not too long ago this this week recently i went for a picnic with some of my friends there was nothing in it but literally a last minute like let's let's literally just go and have a pizza in the park social distance hang out um there was literally two of us and then a third popped along and people got upset that they weren't invited in our friendship group and my first thing was that with that was you've all jumped to conclusions and assumed that we've organized something and not invited you you can't invite everyone to everything you just can't life doesn't work like that so don't take it so personally and i think as a whole a lot of us take things really incredibly personally that if we don't get invited to something we're not liked sometimes people literally make decisions last minute sometimes obviously with the situation that we're on at the moment if you're listening to this like later on in life this is during covid you can't actually be in big groups so we were like i was just like i'm upset with my friend that got upset i was like dude like there's nothing malicious in this you live really far away we decided this morning that we were going to just quickly pop to each other and then someone popped in because they wanted to give that person something there is you've assumed the worst you've assumed that it means that we don't like you and you've assumed and having a clear cut idea of what your values are allows you to reflect on situations and that person reacted very quickly without really rationalizing it and so didn't really come to terms it was all about the fact that they had no self-esteem and they were upset and they were struggling at that moment in time so they got really upset when they thought they'd been left out and so you can use your values to reflect on situations to decide example if you need to apologize for something if something's happened and then you really sat and you go okay what are my values here and have i really held up to that end of the like your friendship myself um identifying your values also really increases your level of confidence in a relationship and in a friendship because it brings about a sense of stability and safety and this energy uh, kind of around you of like i just know what i deserve and i know what my worth is and i know what i expect and when you know what you want it doesn't matter what other people want when you know what is important to you it doesn't matter what's important to other people and this will naturally bring a sense of confidence into your life by knowing those values and yes friendship is about compromise it's not about right or wrong it's not about who is right and who's wrong it's just about knowing what's important to you and being able to communicate that so start working on you start working on your values what you want and the right people will align with you when you start engaging in activities and hobbies that fill you up the right people will align to you friendships and connections can only be formed by like-minded individuals who vibrate on the same frequency so it doesn't matter whether you have the same personalities or interests what matters is that you have the same outlook and value on life and integrity and you might have different values but quite often these days new friendships are formed on the same values old friendships the ones we're trying to navigate and like give what energy we think is right to are the ones where values might be different because we've perhaps been friends with them before our values changed or before we grew or before our situations changed but quite often making new friends is about 
kind of marrying up where you have the same values. So I would say all the friends that I've made in the last few years, most of them now have the same values as me, the same beliefs as me, they're spiritual um, they're on personal development journeys. That doesn't mean I turn my nose up to people who aren't there at all. I welcome friendships and you know relationships with as you know many 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 people. But the, the the close friends that I've made in the last few years have the same values as me. It's the old friends who have completely different values to me, beliefs to me. They might have the same values in friendship as to what's important, but they might not have the same interests. But that's okay. So as you pursue to fulfill these sustainable relationships and you start really getting clear on what your values are, you will notice that you will align yourself with people that really matter and have the same values as you. So my third lesson, something I mentioned in and amongst that was detachment from expectations. Detachment is key in general. So you want expectations around what you expect in a friendship, in a relationship, in any kind of like working career, friendship, family, relationship. However, we don't want to attach ourselves to that making us feel a certain way. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey. One of the most valuable things I think I've really been getting into this past year is is how we form attachments, why we form them, what we're looking for when we attach to people. And detaching from needing and um, having expectations in friendships is key. In relationships too, becoming aware of what you expect is important, but remembering not to expect anything of anyone or being so needy of people to like you will help you sit into a more calm place in a friendship without this attached, needy energy. People can feel when they are being strangled. So learning detachment is actually an art that is incredible for all areas of life, whether it's in business with some of my business coaching clients. I'm like, when you're so needy of the fact that you need to get clients and you need money and when you're on the phone to that client, they're going to feel it. When you have this energy of 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 detachment, things change. So when I'm speaking to any potential clients, my kind of my kind of mindset on it is, look, I am going to work my ass off to help you change your life if you work with me. I am going to truly give you my heart, my soul, my everything. However, 
if you don't want to work with me, it won't ruin my life. It won't change me. I, you need me, not I need you. And that's the energy that we want to create with any kind of friendships. When we let go of needing people to make us feel a certain way or behave a certain way, there is no room for disappointment. I remember going on a date and I walked into it and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I have no expectations of what the outcome of, of this date is. And the date was incredible. I just went in and enjoyed it and I didn't expect anything. And I've learned to not expect anything of anyone so that you never get let down. I expect people to behave in a certain way for me if they want to come in, but I don't expect them to behave in that way and then get let down if they don't. So there's no attachment to that expectation. People also want to be around you more because your energy is infectious when you are detached. When you need something, people feel strangled. They can always feel it in their energy. If I'm holding on to a friendship or I'm overly trying to call them or figure out what's gone wrong, and we usually fall into that place when we think we've done something wrong, right? Or we think someone's being funny with us. That's when we tend to like get more needy with a situation or we're like, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Is everything all right? And you start calling them and then they start ignoring your call and then you, you panic and you sit there and all you can think about is, did you say something wrong? People subconsciously can feel that energy. And whenever I sit back, and I go back and I realign myself with my values. I realize my self-worth and I know that, you know what, if they're my friend, we'll be able to communicate this. Then everything changes and my energy shifts and they come running. We spend so much of our life forming attachments to things, people, places, thoughts, and emotions that our lives kind of become overburdened with such small, trivial things that don't matter. But when you let go of needing friendships to be a certain way, to make you feel a certain way, or expect people to behave in a certain way, it changes how you view what you view them. So no one's job is to make you feel a certain way. I'm just going to put that there. It's not your friend's job to make you feel loved. It's not your friend's job to make you feel happy. It's not your friend's job to make you feel unlonely. It's not your friend's job to look after you when you're down. Sadly, it's not. We expect those things of friendships and those who do those things are phenomenal friends, but it's not their job to do it. It's actually your job to make you feel all of those things. And when you fall into knowing that and detach from that need that your friends need to look after you and your friends need to make you feel a certain way, happy, sad, loved, whatever it might be, that's when things get like toxic and that's when things get really like needy. And, you know, it happens to me still recently. I remember some of my friends, I I hadn't heard from them in a while and I felt like I kept calling them and I felt like the more I called them, the more they were backing away. And I could feel I was strangling them energy wise. And I just took myself away and I was like, you know what? Like, they are my friends, but actually like, I'm giving this far too much energy. I know my worth and my values are important to me. Like friends need to communicate with me and they need to be there for me. And I just backed off and I stopped calling. And after like three weeks, they literally came running and I was then able to communicate how I felt and and why that was the way that it was and why it upset me. And then, you know, the friendship was like saved and everything was absolutely fine. So I don't know if this is something that might resonate with you with all elements of your life, but um, for me, detachment is just the most phenomenal thing. Like when you don't expect anything of anyone, they can only surprise you. They can only make things better. And Yes, you can have your values of what you expect in a friendship, but when you know that and someone's not playing up to it, that's when you can decide that you you don't really want to give them as much energy. So detaching is really, really key. My next point and my next lesson, um, number four, is that and, and, and th- I've mentioned this throughout some of the other lessons, is each friendship will play its own role. Love them for their role. So I kind of did already mention about how um, people feel like if someone's not serving them, 
these days we just need to let go cut cords get out see you later don't give energy to them and whilst a lot of that is true it doesn't mean you have to completely you know outgrow them or come away from them um particularly if there's friends that you've outgrown and particularly if there's friends that you know you went to uni with or you spent a certain part of your life when you were into a certain thing with those people but now you're not i have friends that are terrible at checking in but they're great at other things and i love them for that I have friends who are fun for a night out, but I know I can't call them at 3am or rely on them to not bail when we've made a plan. I have friends who I rarely speak to, like rarely speak to, but I love them so deeply. And when I do speak to them, it's like nothing ever happened. And they are people who might even one day be my bridesmaids, but we, we might talk once a month because we're in different places. We don't, you know, we're busy. We have our own close local friends that we hang out with quite a lot, but that doesn't mean I don't love her for who she is just because I don't speak to her every day. Some of my friends I hang out with more because they live closer. doesn't necessarily mean that I I'm closer to them. Some of them I can call at 2am or at any time. Some I have friends who I do all my tarot card stuff with and I speak to every day, but I don't necessarily go on nights out with when I want to be the girl that goes out on parties. Some I have been through some very dark times with and some I went to school with who I adore more than anything, who have been my friends for 16 years and I absolutely love them, but we have absolutely nothing in common anymore nothing in common we still come together for nights out and for dinners and we laugh until the hours like hours and hours go by of laughing and we talk about old stories but i sit in whatsapp groups they've all got children and i i love all their children i'm auntie to all of their children but we have absolutely nothing in common they look at my life and they're like jesus like you're just like living the dream and doing this and doing that and you can go wherever you want whenever you want you can travel the world we literally have nothing in common but i love them all the same So I learned to look at friendships for what they do bring me rather than what they don't. And this is me being me about energy and where you're focusing your attention and where you focus expands. So remember, we want to always be focusing on the good. You are always going to grow. You are always going to have friends that change. You are always going to have people that maybe don't necessarily have the same values as them. But how can you love them for what they do bring you? Instead of looking at the people who don't call and be like, well, they're just rubbish, they don't call. Could you look at the fact that when they do call, they always make you laugh? So how can we focus on the love that we have for each of them and have that role without having to like let go of them necessarily? And I'm not saying let people walk all over you because they're funny, so love them for it. Not at all. That is completely different. But if you ask your heart, you will always know the answer to the ones that bring you more joy. If they're bringing you more joy than they are sadness, sometimes we're just looking at the sadness or the bad things. So it feels like it's more, but actually there's more joy to it if you look at it. If a friendship brings you nothing, then give it less time and less energy, but you can still love the parts of it that it does give you. For me, that changed everything. You don't have to like necessarily give it your love, your life and your everything, but you can still love the parts that it does give you. So some of those friends that I barely speak to anymore, but I've been friends with since I was 16, you know, I, I, I don't think they have the same values as me. I don't always particularly think that some of them are like incredible friends, but I know that if I called her at 3am, she'd be there. I know that if I hang out with her, we would laugh. I I love all the fact that we've got so many incredible memories together. And that helped me look at that friendship in a whole new light. I don't expect to speak to her every day. I don't expect that when I do speak to her, we've got anything in common, you know, but I adore her nonetheless. And if you can start looking at friendships like that, a lot changes. Changing your circle of friendships is really a good thing. If you're constantly around the same people all the time, your world, your opportunities and perspectives gets really small. So I thrive off meeting new people, talking 
talking to them, learning about what helped them and what they do and what's changed their lives. Like, I absolutely love it. So changing your circle, guys, is a good thing, but you can still hold love for the other people. Um, and I don't think enough of the industry kind of explains this to us. I think it's very much like a, if you if it doesn't serve you, get out. And I really just don't believe that that's all it has to be. I don't think it's as simple as that. Which leads me to my next point, number five. Outgrowing doesn't have to mean goodbye. I have outgrown so many of my friends and honestly so many of us just understand that we've gone in different directions and there's such a common understanding around that there's some I've outgrown just because of the way our lives have gone some because we've moved some because I found spirituality some because they've had children and got married and I haven't some I find it quite difficult to be around because I've taken myself so far out of that victim mindset and they're so in it that I get really triggered when I'm there. So I just had to decide that, you know, I, I need to spend less time and energy with them, but it doesn't have to be goodbye. So that example that I gave you before, that doesn't mean it has to be goodbye. That girl that I'm talking about that I've been friends with forever and ever and ever, like adore her and, and, would never ever want her out of my life, not in a million years. So with good communication, and speaking to them when you can, how you can, whenever it means that you're meant to, send them love. Send them love for who they are. You don't have to say goodbye. But this leads me to my sixth point. It is okay to let go if you need to. As women, I think we tend to try and fix and fix and fix our relationships until they work. We will always want to make things work. We always want to try and find a whole new way to make things happen or change the outcome or do our best and like save the world. Sometimes we might just need to let people go. So I think you always know when it is time to let someone go. Um, but there's always ways to communicate. I've had friends who recently had tough situations with their friends. And so much of me straight out of the bat has been like, right, you need to head out of your life because she not serving you and the energy's not right and you, and you know you're constantly coming away sad whenever you speak to her you're constantly irritated whenever you speak to her like you've got to step away from that situation but then actually when you take a minute and I'm like okay you know what communicate how you feel like there's got to be steps before you let someone go if you truly have got to the stage where you've communicated how you felt sometimes that salvages it so I watched a friend do that recently she communicated how she felt and the friendship became so much stronger for it. And I've been in that situation before. I have been in that situation before where I thought I was going to lose someone. And when I communicated how I felt and what was happening for me, it all fell into place and our relationship got stronger. But if you physically have got to the point where you've done all of that and you really have done all of that, then it's okay to let them go with love. There doesn't have to be a row around it. But for me, when I was struggling with some of my friendships where I felt like I was giving a lot and that I was always being a good friend and always doing it her way, I realized I got to the stage that if I said something, for me, the bit that changed it for me is I fell into that detached energy. And I said to myself, do you know what? I'm going to say about how I feel. I'm going to say that I feel like this friendship is this way. And if I lose her as a friend, then so be it. And that's maybe the thought I had to kind of get myself in to be able to really speak to them is I had to detach in that way. Um, and I had to literally say to myself, you know what? I know you don't want to lose this friend, but it is really draining you. So you need to communicate how you feel. And if you lose her, then you lose her. And of course I didn't actually lose her, but there have been friends that I have let go. There have been friends that I don't speak to anymore. And there's no hardship around it. We just kind of couldn't find a way to be friends as the way that we did or we just stopped talking but I've also had a lot of messages from you guys who um, have a lot of people in your life who perhaps drain you need you a lot use you a lot they talk victim mindset a lot and so where you've grown you find it quite triggering to be in that place and you feel like you're giving a lot and you don't get much back 
the one thing I will say to you is prioritize your light first. So I am a big believer of like going above and beyond for people. I'm a big believer of like bending over backwards. I will do anything for anyone and I will always put people like at the top of my like forefront. But I think for a long time I felt like to be a good friend, I had to put them before me because that was my need to be approved. That was my people pleasing ways. You come first always. You cannot give from a cup half full. You have to be giving from a cup full. You have to shine first and then your energy is infectious. So you need to make sure you are giving to yourself as much as you are giving to others. And if you do get to that point where someone needs to be let go surrender don't hold guilt or shame around it because remember that energy and that thoughts and those emotions keep you stuck they keep you in that negative pattern and that negative cycle be proud that you did it for yourself and for your own self-worth and every time you do that you will raise your vibration you will raise that energy field so it is okay to let go of people if they are draining you it's okay for you to say to someone look I'm finding this friendship really difficult. I feel like every time I speak to you, I want to be there for you. I adore you. I love you. Um, One thing I will really say to you, and I'm going to talk about communication a little bit later, is conscious communication. Really do some reading on it because it's just incredible how to communicate with people and not be like, you do this to me, you do this to me, you do this to me. I've got to go. You make me feel this way. You make Because remember, nobody can make you feel a certain way. Nobody has that control over you. No one is in charge of your emotions but you. So nobody can make you feel a certain way. But what you can say is being in this friendship... I'm finding it really difficult. I love you and I adore you and I really want to be there for you. But I feel like every time I speak to you, there is just very much a one-sided approach. I am always being there for you. I give you my advice. You don't listen or you do listen, but then next time it's the same again. And I'm not really getting anything back from this friendship. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. I think sometimes we're afraid to say like, I'm not getting anything. I'm not gaining anything. And I don't give to receive at all. I do not give to receive. You have to give from a place of not expecting anything back. However, if you are constantly giving to someone, giving to someone, giving to someone, and they are not giving you a thing back, what is it? What is this relationship other than you being a people pleaser and your energy just being drained? And that is all for me, low self-worth and low self-esteem. So we need to build you up. And that's why it's so important to work on yourself and work on your own values. So number seven is those who are right friends will always stick around no matter what through everything. So this is kind of like leads on from the point before about communication. I have had friends who I've not spoken to for years and then I've re-spoken to and now I'm really, really close with. Like my best friend, Anthony, like he is my absolute rock. We were best friends at uni and then I'd say there was probably a two-year period where we didn't speak as much. We're still mates, but nowhere near on the level that we are now. We didn't speak as much. I'd made loads of new friends. He was working all the time. He didn't really love all my new friends or that I'd made loads of new friends. And then like two years down the line, we just started hanging out again and now we're like the best of friends and we're completely inseparable um because the right friends always stick around no matter what and this is something i really learned in having a business with with tessa um is we are rock solid. We have we have the most rock solid friendship i think i have ever known amongst any two people. We you know, we're friends at uni, but we weren't particularly close. Then we got really close. Then I moved in with her and we were like inseparable. Then we started a business together and then we had to navigate starting a business, the stresses of starting a business, the fact that both of us work incredibly different. I'm a lot more creative. I like to wake up in the morning and get things done. She likes to bounce around at classes or when we first started our business and she worked late at night and so it was just exhausting because she'd be doing all the work late at night I'd be doing it all in the morning and we had to really communicate how we work best and how it worked for both of us so that we we're both happy not that one person was right or one person was wrong just how do we make this work 
through the times we had so many challenges we had so many people try and come between us we had so many people say this person said this she said that and every time we managed to just pull right through it because right friends will always find a way to stick through everything there will be there were so many things that we had to deal with that were challenging that were really tough that that involved some pretty deep conversations right up until the point of when she got pregnant, we, I was petrified of having the conversation with her about what does this mean for our business? Because I can't carry that business. I want us to have a friendship. I don't want to be upset with you and annoyed at you that you're busy. Um, also on the side, my business was taking off with get lit and my business coaching. And I really wanted some time to focus on that. And I was petrified of talking to her, absolutely petrified. And I just got to the point where I was like, we have been through so much together. We have come so far as a friendship. And I absolutely love this girl that I just know she she's not going anywhere and I know that no matter how much of a sticky conversation this is we will make it through it as friends and we will work out whatever is best for us because the underlying common theme of our friendship whether it's business or not business is friendship first we promised ourselves that that friendship would always come first and that we ultimately just both want each other to be incredibly happy which leads me to commun- is to point eight Um, number seven and eight kind of come together but communication is key communication is the basis of all relationships the more you can communicate the closer you are tell them how you feel don't avoid confrontation real friends will be able to take it they'll be able to have that conversation with you explain how you feel with no blame so please 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 look at conscious communications i might do an episode on it because i think it's a whole thing in itself but it's about how you explain things to people i had really learned how to explain things to tessa what stuck with her what resonated with her and when she wouldn't like if i um i love you tessa if you're listening um but like if i said things to her in a certain way she might like take it the wrong way I had to I had to really learn how to communicate and so did she with me because we were just we're like sisters and so when I had to sit down and have that conversation with her I was so scared but the communication was key we sat down and I said to her there's three conversations here there's one I want to be your best friend and be there for you when you have a baby there's two we have a business and we really need to discuss what happens if you're going on maternity and three we really need to decide what the actual future of our business is because I think we both want different things and my business is now growing and I really want to focus on that and I just want to be happy and I want you to be happy. And turns out all the things that I had made up in my head about her wanting to continue the business and expecting me to carry on the business was not the case at all. She was trying to carry on the business. And when she fell pregnant and started trying to make the business, um, you know, she started putting out more work. And I was like petrified. I was like, why are you trying to get us more work when you're about to leave? She was doing it because she cared about me so much that she wanted to make sure that I was okay financially. And she wasn't sure if my business alone was okay financially. And so when we actually communicated, oh, after all of them, I had sleepless nights for months about having this conversation with her. I felt sick because ultimately I just loved her. She was my best friend and I didn't want to lose her. And I was so scared to communicate how I was feeling about the business. And honestly, like both of us love that business that we built. We absolutely love that business and we will continue to pick that up. But ultimately, like we just wanted to be best friends for a bit and I wanted her to enjoy motherhood and she wanted me to enjoy my work. And I think that's the beauty of it is that when you communicate, you realize that actually it's about how both people are feeling and it's actually about what people both want. And so I think for me, this is probably one of the most important parts is we are so scared to tell people how we feel, but don't assume the worst don't don't assume the worst i used to i used to hold in so much hate and anger and upset with so many so many friends because i assumed the worst that girl that got upset at us the other week because we didn't invite her to something she was just assuming the worst so all it was doing was making her feel worse so communication is key 
Number nine is it's not all about you always. So I kind of said this earlier, but if someone has an issue, it could be an issue their end. If they don't invite you, it doesn't mean they don't like you. I think we can be really sensitive sometimes with friendships. And again, that's all our self-worth. So guys, building your self-worth is just so important. Knowing how worthy you are of a good friendship is so important because some people don't know how to be good friends. They've never learned it or they haven't had good friends or they haven't seen it. And so they might not check in. Some people might be late for completely different reasons then it's about you not it might have absolutely nothing to do with you if they make plans with you and then always seem to bail it might not be that they don't want to hang out with you it might just be that they're really flaky and they just haven't got that that part of their life together yet some people don't make lots of effort and aren't particularly thoughtful but it's probably got nothing to do with how much they like you it's just them so like everything in life I think we take things so personally and we think everything equates to our self-worth it really doesn't it's never really about us um so before you react try and always understand someone's trauma triggers or reasons because one of your friends might be really going through something there might be an unhealed place in themselves so take a, a moment when you find yourself in a situation where you're constantly when you fall straight into that trap of like is it because I'm not enough or because they don't like me and maybe stop and think like oh no have they got something going on is there a trauma like have I maybe acted in a way that's uh, that's triggered one of their insecurities and it's not actually about me so when I was you know starting my blogging and everyone was taking the piss out of me for a long time I thought it was just like all about me and like I felt sorry for me and I felt like oh, of course, everyone's laughing at me. But really often it was a lot about the fact that they were insecure and triggered by the fact that I was doing what they wanted to do, but they just didn't have the balls to do it. And so, yeah, you might be attracting a mirror of you as well. Another thing I've really noticed is when a friend acts in a certain way and it's a bit of a lesson, I always sit and go, okay, what's this lesson? Like everything I do in life, what's the lesson in this? If I'm having a row with someone, or not a row, but like if I'm having a disagreement with someone, what are we really disagreeing about? Like, are they even mirroring me? Um, You know, go back to those values. Am I showing up the way that I should be showing up? Have I got a part to play in this? Have I allowed them to treat me that way? Remember, if we allow people to treat us a certain way for a long period of time, when we all of a sudden find our self-worth and we start saying, uh, no, actually, they, you know, they need some adjustment time for that. Like I've been in those situations before where I've been a people pleaser. And so I've just done everything I've been told by friends that I've said yes to things. And I just, you know, I never put what I wanted first. When I started getting a backbone and, and knowing what I wanted and what I deserved, my friends were a bit like, what, where are you? Who have you? Like, what? who are you? And they weren't used to it. So we need to give them some adjustment time because it's not been them. It's you that's allowed them to treat you that way. Um, so yeah, it's not always about you. There's always a lesson and we might be mirroring something. Lesson number 10 is tell them that you love them as much as you can. It kind of goes without saying here, but you know what? I think we far too often forget to actually just tell our friends how incredibly important they are to us, how much we adore them, love them, care for them, and are grateful for them. Um, and the more I've started doing that, the more the energy in my friendships has really, really changed. And I've aligned with new people, which leads me to my final point. Point 11 is you've got to surround yourself with more people who light you up the key to friendships and happiness in friendships and mastering them is you need to give more time to those who do light you up and less to those who don't um this comes with like making new friends too energy is infectious and if you come away from feeling from from friendships with 
judgment, gossip, and, and you feel a bit sticky, it's just a no. Like limit those time and energy given to those friendships because I have some of those friendships and I've been in some of those friendships. And when I find myself sitting in situations, particularly like years ago when I was catapulted into this industry, I just felt like I was going to brunches and everyone was gossiping and there was drama. And did you hear about this person? Oh my God, did you hear about this person? Oh my God, did you hear about this person? And I just had to detach and not engage in those conversations because I came away feeling really icky. And I'll never forget once I went for a brunch with a couple of girls in the industry that I'd met who were a little bit more spiritual and I kind of called them my work colleagues and honestly it was a weekend and in my head I was like I don't want to go I'm so used to just hanging out with my uni mates and getting drunk and I remember being like I can't bail I have to go and I would normally always have bailed on them or or like kept them short and sweet kept them like coffee meetings and I remember we met up at Soho House and like I adored them I just wouldn't have normally given them as much time because I was so stuck in like what I thought friendship was um, and we went and we went and spent the whole day together and we read tarot cards, we shared our stories and experiences and I came away feeling so lit up and such a high vet energy that I was like, oh my God, I need to surround myself with more people like that. And that's the difference. And that's when I noticed so much of a change in who I was is that when I started spending and, you know, I stopped going to the brunches that I was going to because it was good for my connections or it was good for followers or it might have made me meet a new brand. Or now when I go to all those like connection like meetings and events, I kind of just turn my work brain on and I welcome meeting new people. I love to get to know people. I love to build up my, like, you know, my network of contacts and, 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 and make new like acquaintance friends but I don't expect friendships from them I don't always and I'm open to new friendships that form but I don't expect them to behave in a certain way I don't expect them to answer the call whenever I call them I don't expect anything from them and that's where everything's changed I went and I thought that they were all going to make me happy and so when I started hanging around with people who lit me up everything changed and it's something that I've seen with my get lit um, business coaching community is I launched that to offer resources and support and advice and training to people who wanted to start a business in the wellness industry at a really affordable entry-level price point that was my aim that was my goal I wanted to just create something that when you logged in there are over a hundred like um resources to help you build a business and a mindset for performance and success And what came off the back of it was a community that I never even expected. And what I've seen in there is people who are in there, they're all like-minded. They're all on this mission. They're all going through the ups and downs of entrepreneurial road or starting a business or thinking about changing their careers and moving into the wellness space. And they've made friends for life and they meet up all the time. They go for brunch. I always see them tagging us in and it makes my heart so happy because all that is is that they've surrounded themselves with like-minded people who are on the same path of them, who have the same outlook and values. And now they've managed to make friends for life. So if you you can try and get yourself out there into situations where you're going to meet those like-minded people and give more energy to those who light you up even if it's select few people even if it is just one or two people that's amazing give them give them your time so yeah I hope those 11 lessons help for me friendships and relationships and happiness all comes to your boundaries your values your self-worth and like everything it comes from mastering you first it comes from filling your cup up turning your light on first and getting really clear about what is important to you so i hope that helps thank you so much for listening please reach out to me if you have any questions please share this episode if it resonated with you please don't forget to review us it really 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 helps um and yeah i can't wait to bring you many more episodes um so all my love and i hope you all have the most fabulous week lots of love and light Mwah. 
You have been listening to the Get Lit with Becky Rabin podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to head to beckyrabin.com to access my free downloads that come with this podcast. Plus head to either my profile or the Get Lit Inc. profile on Instagram to share your stories, lessons and breakthroughs with me because I want to hear from you. If you're a business owner, expert or entrepreneur, head to getlitinc.co.uk to find out more about how we can help you grow your business. In the meantime, please do rate and review our podcast so that we can bring you more motivational goodness. Thank you so much again for listening. Go get lit, hun. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.